and welcome to the Drunk Dial Podcast. I'm your host, Dyke Michaels, and with me is my co-host, Thaddeus J. McKee. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Now, Thaddeus, you're normally the producer today, mm-hmm. but unfortunately, Tenna McDonald is uh, unavailable. Yes. So you're going to have to step up into the into the co-host chair. All right, I'm here for the co-host spot, man. I'm glad to be here. I'm glad to uh, get out in front. Uh, man, I just, I just fucking, I gotta say, I love that new theme song. Uh, I just, man, <laughs> coming, coming into that new theme song. I'm just like, it gets me hype every time. Uh, shout out to your, to your boy. Yeah. Austin. Um, he, he did a really good job with that. Eugene Toombs, he dropped it. And, uh, like a lot of people wanted that beat. Like people have heard that and like, mm-hmm. man, this is good. He's like, actually it's for the drunk dial. Yeah. I'm sorry. So if you like his beats, hit him up. Um, DM me and I'll get you all the great information. Yeah, that's amazing. Man, a lot to unpack here today. We just did our, we just got back from our drunk dial tour. Oh my gosh. Across America. Yeah, that one show uh, for the drunk dial tour and then Tina left. What's <laughs> What started as a joke uh, ended as a joke. <laughs> yeah, they, they say art imitates life. <laughs> So uh, it kind of it kind of was like uh, I mentioned it here in last episode that we were that the three of us were all on the same show and then that me and you were going to go on a small tour. Yeah. And Tenna referred to it as the drunk dial tour. And I was like, well, I guess kind of. I mean, we're all on one show together. Right. And then and then me and you were leaving. Right. So I guess it's the drunk. I mean, not really at all. It was not the drunk dial <laughs> tour at the all. Drunk dial tour at all. However. Uh, like Tenna reposted it, and then other people reposted it, and then the venue posted it, and then all of a sudden the venue put out a flyer that said the Drunk Dial Tour. Yeah. But Hannah's on it, Dustin's on it, a lot of people that aren't actually on the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then three comedians from Louisville. Yeah, let's just like talk about that Louisville show, like the what was considered the Drunk Dial Tour, <laughs> the short, <laughs> not even ellipses. But here's the thing. Uh, not a lot of people. We didn't have a big draw for the drunk dial tour. No. Turns out there's not a big uh, listening pool in Louisville. <laughs> yeah. I, how many listeners do you think we had in Louisville? Uh, I would say zero to negative one. <laughs> zero to negative at least at least negative one for sure. Uh, I did have uh one friend and and she brought another friend drive from Indianapolis right to yours and I think that was um. About fifty percent of the of the audience, right? If you're doing math correctly, of the non comic audience, <laughs> right? Well, you know, it, like we did have um, uh, two people from Minnesota as well mm-hmm. that made the other half for a long time, and then yeah. two people snuck in for three of the comics and then left. Yeah, um, right before right, you, right before I went up. Yeah, which I, I would say Hannah maybe walked them. You think Hannah walked them? <laughs> I think I think they went to. It was. Uh, uh, Mr. Bikey's uh, uh, wife and sister, I believe. Oh, okay. There's one of the comics' wife and sister. And so I think they kind of stayed to be polite to finish their drinks. And then I think they went to go see him on an open mic right. somewhere. But yeah. uh, it was fun, man. I, the biggest thing about it is we all had a great time. Like, there was a lot of comics in the room. Like, uh, you said you got to open up and do some stuff you wouldn't normally do because it was, mm-hmm. you know, it was just like a fun show. Yeah, we just got silly. And I felt like the vibe of the room still felt like a good show, even though yeah. financially for somebody <laughs> it wasn't. <laughs> well, I did invest. Uh, 
I did invest a little bit of a, 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 a decent amount of money in some drunk dial merch. Yes. And um, I would say that I uh, took a bath on that. I took a bath. Sure. Yeah. I, I don't know if I will ever financially recover from from that merch. Yeah. I paid uh, good money for a cartoonist to <laughs> <laughs> for the poster <laughs> for that. Uh, but we ended up making our money back. But like, yeah. But not on that show. Not on that show. But I will say um, playing into the tapes is uh i think it's an amazing venue and yeah. like it's one of those things now like it's in my head it's like i do want to have a drunk dial show at playing the tapes and i want to sell it out you know what i'm saying yeah. like i want to do a spite show there and just be like oh yeah you know it's like i'll pay any price for advertising like we'll pack it out i'll lose money to have a good show yeah, there. <laughs> yeah that, i feel like we owe them yeah. a good show well so we went to kentucky we went to Memphis, Tennessee. We tried to go to Nashville. We tried to go to Nashville. And we hit uh, the literally the worst track I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. It was a four to five hour traffic delay. Man. Um, there's some, like, I don't mind driving. Like, like we, dro- I dro- we drove a lot. Yeah. But, like, when I'm having to sit in traffic and it's not moving, I, it is probably is the worst thing for me. Ever. I've never been in traffic so long that I made friends. You yeah, know? <laughs> like we were like forming communities. Yeah, in traffic, we became rebels. We were riding on the strip. Like <laughs> it, it became a very unique uh, adventure. We met this guy in this like sleek blue car, and he's like, "Hey, if you uh, want to drive on the side, yeah, <laughs> we just called him Texas because it was license plate." <laughs> And like he ended up leading the way and was like, hey, let's see what's going on. So we just start driving on the median because you could do that. Mm-hmm. Um, people out there, if you're stuck in a traffic jam, just don't sit yeah. and wait patiently. Yeah. Drive around. Just break the rules. Break the rules. Yeah. If we didn't break the rules, we wouldn't make our show. No, we'd still be in traffic, I feel like. <laughs> yeah, they're still there. Uh, that And that kind of also uh, started the theme of the week, which was uh, we're comedians. And whenever, whenever we did something we weren't supposed to, we were like, "It's it's fine. We're comedians. We yeah. we we could drive the wrong way on the, on the yeah. street." <laughs> Meanwhile, there's like a lady that's about to have her baby. You're like, "Hey, we sorry, <laughs> man. We have a show. We're gonna cut through here. Yeah, your water's breaking. Well, we're gonna we're gonna miss we're gonna miss call time. Yeah, people's hearts are breaking. Okay? <laughs> people's hearts are breaking right now because we're not there. So I, I kind of want to know what your favorite show show was. We did Georgia, Tennessee, and Kentucky. Which one? Which one was your man? Favorite? Well, first favorite uh, state. Favorite state to perform comedy. I I I have to say, the favorite was kind of obviously uh, Atlanta. The one you crushed at. <laughs> the one I did well at, <laughs> and did, didn't by didn't want to quit comedy afterwards. <laughs> no, uh, but man, there was there was honestly something good about every show. Yeah. Uh, that we did, uh, except, but like Georgia had also the best and the worst show, right? Because like the mic was the <sighs> worst thing ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, the out of the things that we did, the mic in Georgia was my least favorite, and the show in Georgia was my most favorite. Yeah, but like the like we went, we did a show in. Uh, you know, I feel like the show that we did in Memphis, the first show, I feel like that was fine. You know, like yeah. that was. It was a smaller crowd, but everyone liked it. We were kind of in and out. They kind of put us up to the top because we were trying to catch another mic. And I feel like we did very well that we kind of that we had to head out. 
And then the mic that we went to, we came at basically like last call for the venue and they put us up and there was no one there. There was four people in the room, Mm -hmm. but they had a DJ (laughs) and it was like, why are we doing this? Memphis was a a, a strange, but fun experience. Like, (laughs) I feel like we, I feel like we uh, missed out on meeting a lot of more, more comics there. I I would have liked to network more and and meet people. Uh, I feel like I'd like to try more of their food spots. I Mm. got really excited about their food for some reason. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of cool tourist areas. Uh, so I, I would like to spend more time in Memphis sometime again. Cool city. Yeah. It was a cool city and, uh, very welcoming at the, like the pizza, (laughs) the pizzeria. Like we got paid for Mike spots, which never happens in comedy. Uh, we were treated like, uh, like family. Um, you know, like we did have like a, a cool, like comedy conversation with a, with a comic who, was kind of giving us some pointers about, you know, some, some avenues to, to do stuff with. And like, I, I didn't feel worse for the wear, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, I, I felt like we got something, we got paid for everything in which sometimes it doesn't have to be a lot, but like I was, I was telling someone earlier today to go on vacation and not just lose money, yeah you know, or like you lose money, but then all of a sudden you got a little bit coming back. And yeah. then I also got paid for my job when I was down there. Yeah. So I was just like, normally I'm like, Oh man, I'm just like bleeding cash, you yeah. know? And like this, it was nice to like, same thing when we went to Detroit, like it was nice to like to get money at the end of that weekend. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, I forgot we're working, you know, yeah, it's like yeah, we're on yeah. vacation, but we are also working. Yeah. That's the type of vacation I want to take is like when I'm getting paid periodically <laughs> to make people laugh. That sounds pretty cool. When I checked into the, we stayed at a hotel one night in Memphis. And when I checked in to the hotel, they were like, uh, is this, is this business or vacation? And I was like, <laughs> Uh, <laughs> and then, your mind just broke. Yeah, but well, and then I was like, "Are they gonna give us something better if we're working?" So I said, "Business." <laughs> I was like, "What? A, like, what was gonna be the difference?" Right so, this way, sir. Yeah. Oh, yes. Um. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I I didn't know, but I was like, man, yeah, this is kind of both. Yeah. Like we're on a a a business a business break. I told someone. I told, I, oh, I was talking to one of my friends and I was like, I can't wait till, com- like, I, like, comedy's my only job. And they were like, I thought it was. <laughs> like, one of my yeah. friends was, I was like, no. I was like, comedy's like, right now it's my third yeah. job. Well, some people think this is the only job that we have. Mm-hmm. And so this is the respect of a comedian. This is what it is. <laughs> if you think there's more respect coming, like, all right, you quit your job. I thought you already did, like, yeah. three years ago. Yeah, no. <laughs> no, I, I I gave up on respect many years ago. <laughs> there it is. There it is. But yeah, it was like, there's a lot of fun shows. Like, honestly, I feel like this trip, um, once we get deeper into it at some point, I feel like it could be a short indie movie or a short film indie movie of everything that went on. Cause I feel like there's like like little crazy like adventures that happen, and I yeah. think um, there's like a lesson of either believing in yourself or or just like uh, expect the unexpected. It would definitely be a good um, like outline or skeleton for a movie, yeah, like a mini comedy tour movie, yeah, where like they did they only did like three or four shows but something wild happens at each place yeah and then like each one each place is a different city and then they're i don't know you know like a road trip kind of movie yeah 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 uh, with comedy yeah that's not good hey don't steal our ideas yeah get out get away <laughs> get out 
um, and then uh, of course we got to talk to a friend of the show, or we got to not only talk to, we got to stay and hang stay out with at his house. A friend of the show, Zane Zadie. Man, that was so much fun. Like, like I, I, I was so happy to see Zane one perform. Yeah, and just kick it with him like old times. It was mm-hmm. great. Yeah, and Atlanta. Wow. Uh, I mean. I feel like uh, a lot of cities, I just, I don't know. Like, you know, I, mean, I feel like a lot of people are probably like, Indianapolis, what's that? You know, but like, uh, I feel like a lot of times when I go to a new city, my, my expectations are so low that I'm always like, I'm always like pleasantly surprised. Like Memphis, I had a great time. It was a, it was a cool city. Atlanta like blew my mind. Yeah. Like Atlanta would just seem like everything... I looked at was cool. Right. And I feel like we didn't even scratch the surface. Oh, not even. Like, I honestly think I could spend uh, a, like a week and a half there. Like, my, next time I'll go there, hopefully get a good, like, hotel deal. Mm. And that, that's not, like, <laughs> I could that'd be cool just to stay there uh, and, and see the city. Because there's so many spots. I'm like, oh, this, down this street, it looks cool. Down this street, down this street. Like, whoa. Yeah. Yeah, it was, uh, it was a blast. And it was funny because it was like, yeah, I feel like everything... I thought about Atlanta was literally from TV. So I thought I was like half of it was like, you know, um, I don't know. I just I like the walking dead and like stuff like, like I just thought it was going to be urban sprawl. Right, for you some thought reason. you were going to see zombies. I thought it was going to be like gangsters and zombies. I figured that I thought maybe gangsters shooting at the zombies, or which zombies is my favorite video game, <laughs> eating the gangsters. <laughs> but uh, no, man, it, it was, it was really cool. And then we ended up doing a, a really uh, fun show at the end, and it was it was a blast. I, I, I do want to say big shout-out to all of our comedy friends that came down to Louisville, Planet of the Tapes. Like, that made that show fun. Yes. Like, like I don't want to undersell that we had a blast at that show. Oh, we had a blast. Like, uh, all of our friends <laughs> that drove down from Indy and some of our uh, Louisville comic friends – I'm just going to shout them out right now. Yeah. Dustin, Hannah, Tana, Jeff Toy, Mr. Biking. Yeah. Aaron, Aaron. Co- Aaron. I forget her last name. Comic <sighs> Aaron. But she was she was great. Man. Either, I was like, I realized there's a lot of people <laughs> on that show. Do you want to be that? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll step up. I'll name the people. Yeah, I was like, uh, should I leave a bag in? But <laughs> I'm like, I don't. I forget her last name, too. Uh, but no, man, it was. It was great, and it was a it was a great energy uh, to be sent off with. And then then we hung out with uh, Chris, the owner, afterwards, and he he, he was uh, kind enough to put us up as well. So it was fun, man. It was uh, the comic hangs and 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 the networking and everything. And, like I already want to go back out, you know. Like mm. I like came back and like in my mind's just racing. I like I can't wait to plan the next trip. Uh, yeah. It was so much fun. And uh, we're going to bring you guys in to our trip a little bit because of both the comics that we're going to talk to tonight. Uh, we're going to talk to Zane Zadie. We haven't talked to him in a while. Woo. And then we also have uh, comedian uh, Annette Mullaney uh, yes. that we met down. She's she's from uh, California, but we met her out in uh, the show in Atlanta, and uh, she's really funny. We're going to be uh, talking to her. And next time... When we come back uh, in two weeks, uh, hopefully Tennis feeling better and she'll be joining us again. Yes, yes, absolutely. Hello. Hi, Zen Zadie. You're on the Drunk Dial podcast. Oh, great. 
welcome back, man. We haven't talked to you. Am I on a hot mic? Is this uh, Yeah, this is, this is it. This is the show. You're on the hottest of mics. Oh, man. All right. Uh, it's been a while since we talked to you on the program, but we just got back. Uh, we just got back from the, the unofficial drunk dial tour. <laughs> the unofficial official drunk dial right. tour, which took us to the, yep. deep, the deep south. And then we just spent the last two days of uh, the tour in, uh, in in at your place in Hotlanta. That's right. Yeah, my little hobble. It was really fun, man. I had a I had a I had a good time. Uh, honestly, when you moved to Atlanta, I was like, I didn't understand it. I didn't get it at all. It seemed like the most random of moves. Uh, it seemed I like I couldn't uh, I couldn't make the math add up. It didn't make sense uh-huh. to me. But after being there for 48 hours, like, I, I totally get it. Like, I think I kind of, like, low-key fell in love with Atlanta. Yeah, you – it took you 48 hours, and now you uh, – <laughs> now my move is justified. It's it's justified. I mean, I don't right know – I don't know if I could pick up and move there right, right now, but, like, every time I go on vacation anywhere, I'm always kind of, like, have that little fantasy of, like – Oh, what would it be like if I lived here? And I definitely th- was thinking that when I was down there. It was, it was, it was, it's a beautiful city. Yeah, it is. It's a cool city, and I'm, you know, I'm still like forming an opinion of it because I've only been here for like six months. But um, yeah, I mean, honestly, like the first few months I was here, I was asking myself that same question: like, why the fuck did I move here? Uh, you know, I nobody here knows me. I have zero clout in this city. Um, not that I have any clout in Indy, but <laughs> you've all the clout. Uh, at least, at least I'm like infamous in Indy. But here, just like nobody gives a fuck about me because they don't know me. Um, but yeah, I mean, it just takes time. It uh, just getting adjusted, you know. One expensive brunch at a time. <laughs> there it is. What uh? What what do you what are you uh? What are you referring to there? Well, for the viewers at home, for the listeners at home, me and Dyke went on a we went on a little brunch date when he was here visiting me, and uh, you were kind enough to offer to pay, um, <laughs> and you did, and you did pay, uh, and it was basically what, what you paid like seventy dollars for. <laughs> Like I got like a I got a symbol of uh, of grits and a tiny little sausage. It was a tiny little lamb sausage the size of like a doggy treat. Yeah. Um. And somehow that amounted to sixty dollars. So it, it was. Thanks, uh, thanks for picking that up. It was uh, the 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 funnest the most like I think the most fun that I had uh, was a tie between your face when the sausage was dropped off. And you, you just kind of moved it around your plate, like what the fuck is this? Or when we, or the night before when we were at the oh, the the never ending open mic, and people kept getting yeah. up and and leaving, and Thad just I, yeah. like <laughs> Thad just it, it looked like a time lapse of Thad like going from like happy to like a, a mum like mummified. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Thad was uh, Thad was like I think he was. He was like a corpse. Was, <laughs> yeah, they had to uh, uh, get like a witch doctor to. <laughs> what was that, Zane? You, you broke up. <laughs> Honestly, like from, from, so from the last like 
couple of minutes that you've been talking about your trip to Atlanta, it sounds like it was miserable. <laughs> like it sounds like to anyone listening, it sounds like you had the worst time here. No, man, it was it was great. Like yeah. the city was beautiful. Yeah. The the neighborhood bar that I went to seven times in, in two days was great. Uh-huh. Uh, no, the, the, even the expensive brunch, like it was a, it was like a fun hang. Like I I said, even the expensive brunch was like a fun hang. Um, like I had a good time and then it all kind of culminated with the, the, the distillery show we had, um, we had a lot of different shows and they were all fun and in their own ways, but none of them had great turnouts. And then the last night it was that last one. You finished strong. Finished strong with like about a hundred yeah. people in the audience. Uh, all and three. You, uh, you had a killer set, man. You crushed. You crushed in front of uh, like it was. Yeah, it was like a hundo. I, th- I think. Like a- I think we all. I think we all did well, and like people were coming up to us after the show and being like, "Oh man, Indianapolis comedians, you like blah blah. Like you guys were great, you know like." And that's yep. that's fun. That's 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 how you want to end a an end a tour. You know that that was a good time. Yeah, and then we said uh, all thanks goes to Ruth Ann. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You you yeah. you you usually say that. That's okay. kind of your catchphrase. Yeah, I always give her credit. I always you know for shaping me into the person and comedian I am. Absolutely. And I think everyone should. I think everyone should pay their respects. Uh, that's where they're due, and that's to Ruth Ann. I think Ruth Ann is solely responsible for the people that we all are today. Amen. I didn't realize how big of a show that was until even after we did it. Like, I didn't realize how big a show that was like until we were like driving home and I was like looking at my phone and I started seeing like the other comics that have done that same show. Like recently, like, um, uh, who did I, who did I say? Uh, uh, Ron white, Ron, Ron, white, yeah. Ron white did like a guest spot there. Like a, like a couple weeks ago. Oh, really? Yeah. Like, yeah. like they get, they get some pretty big people. And yeah. they're like, that's a, a legit deal. Like, yeah, it's a great, it's a great venue. Uh, Joe Pettis, who's, uh, in Atlanta local, he's a local favorite, uh, big time producer. He puts on like amazing shows. Um, and that's just one of them. I think he has multiple, I think his production, uh, his group or whatever is called one up. Yeah. One up comedy. Shout out one uh, up comedy. Give them a follow. Yes. Yeah, yeah, and especially if you're in the South, uh, definitely look up uh, One Up Comedy and, and see if there's a show near you because they're always a good time. He doesn't fuck around. Like, he knows he's been doing this long enough. He knows the ins and outs of, like, producing and putting yeah. on a good show. And uh, and despite that, he booked us. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. It could have gone an opposite way. Like, we all could have done really bad. And they could have been like, oh, Indiana. <laughs> hey, like, oh, that guy's from Indiana. Make sure not to book him. Yeah. yeah. We, could have, we could have brought down the whole state. La- uh, but we did it. I think last time we talked to you on the show, Zane, you had moved uh-huh. down there. And you were kind of telling us, like, you hadn't really been doing comedy. You'd just been kind of hanging out and, like, getting your footing of being in a new city. Uh-huh. Uh, n- now it's... It's it's new year. We're well into the new year now, and you obviously you've been doing some comedy. Like, has it has it re energized you, revitalized you? Like, how how are you feeling down there? 
Uh, well, comedy uh, never energizes me. It's always draining. It's, oh. always, <laughs> it's always the opposite. It, it de-energizes. <laughs> uh, but I guess, like, I just built up enough energy. Like, I, you know, I went through my hibernation season. I went through my cuffing season. Yeah. And I figured I had enough. I had enough energy to expend to get back into it. Um, no, I mean, I don't, it's it's fun. I'm I'm joking. Like comedy, you know, uh, you guys know this well. It has its ups and downs. Oh, for sure. Um, but uh, yeah, I'd rather do it than not do it because uh, I, quite honestly, have nothing else to do. So I need to do something. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, uh, it's. Telling uh, dick jokes at bars, <laughs> you know that's that's what it is for now. Yeah. Uh, the other thing that we did, um, it was kind of before we met up with you, but it was kind of fun. Is uh, Thad uh, sweet talked his way backstage at Laughing Skull um, Lounge in Atlanta, and uh, mm-hmm. we, I mean, like. It just dropped the fact that we were comics, like two traveling comics. They let us back. We didn't actually like break any laws or anything to get back there. But uh, yeah, you didn't like pick a lock. Yeah. (laughs) All I had is this plastic gun, (laughs) so I didn't break any laws. I was like, let us back in the green room. It was more. You weren't ski mask. No, it was no. more. It was more the insinuation. He was like, you know, you could let us yeah. bad or back there, or something yeah. bad could happen. Yeah, yeah, good things could happen or bad <laughs> things could happen. <laughs> Which way do you want this night yeah. to go for you? <laughs> yeah, safe. Uh, no, uh, it was the risk. It was, you guys took a risk. It was, uh, but it was fun to go back there and kind of check out their green room and yeah, and uh, kind of check out you know what the local scene on that level looks like and um, uh, schmooze with some of the comics back there. Make some make some yeah. good connections. Absolutely. Yeah. No, it's. Uh, I mean, uh, the skull is like. Uh, you know, I mean, that's the place here. That's where people go to kiss the ring, I guess. Mm. Um, and I don't know. I think it's important for a every a scene to have a good club because I think that's what sort of like helps cultivate uh, good comics is when um, you have a club where you know, these like talented people can get, they can find like regular work and they can work on their stuff and they can develop their skills. And, um, and that's like, since he has go bananas, yeah. you know, but Minneapolis has Acme, there's clubs in Chicago, Indy now has helium. Yeah, maybe uh, some more States. Uh, Baltimore has Magoobies. <laughs> uh, Florida has the, the tickle hut. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know. I, I I guess I haven't hit the road enough to name all 50 all fifty states. states that would be funny if he just went like <laughs> from the top of his head, like oh dang, Zane knows more clubs than I thought he did. When he said the pickle hut, I was like, I don't know if that's a if that's a goof name or not. Like, is that a real yeah. club or not? Could be. Eventually, you could just start making up club names, and it would sound like a club. <laughs> uh, you, you got yeah, the death all- monster. <laughs> They're all very silly. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a lot of a lot of them just sound like a like a Mad Lib, yeah. right? Or a candy factor a yeah. factory. Yeah. Oh, that'd be a good game. Yeah. Is it? Is this the type of candy or the name of a comedy <laughs> club? <laughs> yeah. Crackers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Gobstopper. <laughs> Payday comedy club. Um. <laughs> uh, yeah. Or just like if you take any like old timey word for laughter. 
like like hee haws, you know? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Or like something that President. It sounds like something maybe President Biden would have said, like malarkeys in Cleveland. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, it's that's right. It's never like a regal name, like uh, you know, it's never like a like a nice fancy name like a regal inn or anything like that it's always right right yeah no there's there's no uh i don't know i was trying to come up with a regal name but i can't yeah i couldn't do it either i've been doing comedy too long like i can't think of something serious i can't improv there's no like crown plaza comedy club (laughs) yeah there you go there you go (laughs) it all it all sounds like uh you know the last place you'd want to go like it, it it sounds like where you're you know, like drunk aunt would spend her Saturday night. She has nothing else to do. Right. Like, That's why I think it attracts so many like bachelorette parties and stuff like that. Let's go to the hee right. The lowest common denominator of people, like the trash, the trash. That's who we perform for. That's, <laughs> that's who validation we seek on a constant basis is the worst people. People that are getting married. Absolutely. That's yep. like that's who, that's how I'm building up my fan base. At least I don't know about you guys, but it's just like the worst people with the worst sensibilities and the worst taste. Well, and, you, you you work your way up though, right? It's almost like a video game. Like you don't start off fighting the boss. You start off on level one, fight. You know, making people in the trash laugh. Right. You know, and then, <laughs> then right. you, you slowly well, work your way up. Right. I mean, you could work your way up, or you could just, you know, master level one and be the per- the, per- the guy that's the best at level one. But I would say level one is the open mic, like where people don't even have to pay. Like people accidentally yeah. end up. That's level one. People actively don't want yeah. to be hearing comedy. Yeah. <laughs> that is the lowest level wow. of comedy. When people that are there <laughs> really don't even want it, you're forcing comedy upon them. Yeah, well, if, there's the, if someone ever designs a video game based on open mic comedy, they're going to have to refer to this podcast. Yeah. I feel like we're, we're breaking it down. Hey, Sims, you hear us. Listen, <laughs> check in with us. Sims comedy coming to you. <laughs> you, you. We're the three different characters. Well, I feel like they need to add like a woman at least. Like, <laughs> like for avatars. Slow down, space man. Well, I'm just a saying, woman in comedy? What is this? I think the future? That would be, well, it'd be stupid if it was just us three for avatars, but uh, I would want a woman to be represented. And then, like, they could click on our bodies, add beards or not, see what works for comedy, top hats, fedoras, yeah. all that. <laughs> <laughs> I'd just spend hours dressing Yo, my comic. So, not to change the subject, but you guys, you got your podcast host. And podcast hosts, like it's, as a podcast host, it's your job to like be current, right? Like, yeah. Be topical. Yeah, we're at top so of the is there top. Anything that you want to uh, talk about? Uh, that happened in the news. Yeah. Did anything happen in the last twenty four hours to maybe say Chris Rock that you want to <laughs> talk about? Uh, we definitely, uh, we definitely talked about it on our other podcast. But it, it, uh, harder brunch. If you want to go and check out the second half hour. We, we, we did a deep dive, but if you have a hot take, we would love to hear it. Yeah, because last time I talked I to you, a... you said it was fake news. Yeah, you, you were like uh, one of the people that don't believe the 9-11 happened. Yeah, exactly. Those are my top two conspiracies, 9-11 and uh, <laughs> Chris Rock getting, getting smacked. The, the Chris Rock getting smacked is the 9-11 of 2022. <laughs> 
I would have. I think it was because I don't. I think it was an inside job. I don't think. I think it was staged. I would have believed. I, I would have believed you like in the moment, but every hour that passes, it becomes like more and more like like by the like they got to the end of the episode and they didn't reveal that it was fake and like now like I feel like too much stuff has happened that like now they're almost like liable for the lie if it was a lie. You know what I'm saying? Like. Yeah, like, I mean, like look, Dr. I'm not like saying, MLK's daughter's talking about it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like it's it's yeah. if it's a but, prank, it is now in bad taste if they haven't like revealed. You know what I'm saying? Like, the thing is, like, it's 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 real to everyone else, but the only two people that that had to keep it tight were the two people involved, and oh. I think, and I think it's between. I think, I think they coordinated this. I mean, I don't mm, know. There, yeah. it's it's you're an actor in L.A. Like these are all L.A. people, right? And yeah. everything's so calculated. Everything's all about like what's gonna you know grab headlines tomorrow, or how how can I insert myself into this um, into the news cycle? I mean, looking at it from your point of view, like like we've been listening to um, Will Smith's old albums, so that he's getting a lot of streams right now. Um, people are going uh-huh. back and listening to Chris Rock's jokes. And his YouTube views are going up. So, you know, yeah, they could have planned this for a month. Like, they, they're like, hey, we need more money for some reason. Uh, unfortunately, I don't think, uh, based on any of the acting I've ever seen Chris Rock do, that I don't think he was a good enough actor to pull this off. <laughs> funniest, yeah, one of the funniest yeah. people on the planet, <laughs> terrible actor. Uh, he sold that real well. I will say this, regardless, you're right. As more time uh, elapses, like, the more I think it was real. Yeah. Uh, like what, when it first happened, when I saw it, I was like, that's fake. Now I'm like 60, 40. I'm like 40%. It was, uh, fake. So yeah. I'm more leaning towards that. It was real. I but, did. I did see like a full, like, like, like wrestling fans were putting there. Like, look, Chris Rock had his hands behind his back and he stuck his head out. And that's how people take slaps in the WWE. And they were like breaking yeah. it down like it was the the Sapruder film, you know. <laughs> they were like, "Look, yeah, yeah. his head goes back into the left, back into the left." Right, because if there's anything we know about Chris Rock, he's a professionally trained WWE wrestler, <laughs> so he knows how to take a fake smack. Right. My favorite thing that not a lot of people are talking about is when they showed. Uh, they've made this kind of grid that had all these different celebrity face reactions to it. Yeah. yeah. My favorite is uh, Mel Gibson. <laughs> Is in the audience, oh, yeah. <laughs> and he's just like he's got his cut his fingers in his mouth, like oh my, and I'm just like, yeah, this is such a funny juxtaposition. <laughs> like, like, Mel Gibson's like, settle down, boys. What are we doing? That face that Mel Gibson's making is the face that he would have made if he saw Mel Gibson say all that anti-Semitic shit. Like, <laughs> 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 It's like you boys are really showing your ass right now. Come on, yeah, get get it together. I yo, you know what I wish Chris Rock would have said. So like after Will Smith, uh, what do you say? He was like, "Keep my wife's name out your fucking mouth." Yeah, I wish Chris Rock would have just like kind of like started chuckling and been like, (laughs) "My wife." (laughs) Just, just, (laughs) I wish he would have just said, "My wife." Just really hit him with some topical Borat jokes. Yeah, man, it's evergreen. <laughs> yeah, that's going to last forever. That's what he should have said. Uh, it was enjoyable. It was it was a weird transition because it happened. Uh, like, I, I mean, it. I got notified by my friend sent me a text when we were 
after an eight hour drive, maybe five minutes from the house. And, mm-hmm. and then we're kind of like coming and I was just like telling Thad about it as we we're getting out of the car. And he's, you know, is like, what? Like, I just got it and was like, no, this isn't real. And watch yeah, the- yeah. I, I, I mean, I didn't know about it till uh, I think Thad texted me and then, um, yeah. And then I looked it up and I, I was like, holy shit. Like, I'm still shook. Like I, 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 it's a, it's a crazy thing. It's a, an incredible thing that happened. You know, like it's, it's, um, you don't see blunders like that on live TV. You know, it's like a, the, it's like the 22, 22 version of the, the, the halftime nip slip, mm. you know, it's like, mm. it's like on that level, but it's like worse. Cause there's violence involved. I felt, so. I, I felt more deeply about this than I did when they stormed the Capitol. Like, 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 explain that. Like, like when they started the Capitol, I was kind of like, yeah, it seems about right. But like, what, like that last night I was shook. I was like, Mm -hmm. man, like Will Smith slapped Chris Rock in front of the whole world. That's crazy. Well, yeah, it it, it seems cartoonish because like when you say it, when it comes out of your mouth, (laughs) even when I heard it, I was like, okay. Yeah, yeah, this is obviously a joke. Yeah. Like, no way Will Smith lost his cool. Yeah, uh, Mr. Out. Classy himself slapped Chris Rock. Nope. Nope. Also, when is making fun of Alopecia, when is that, like, uh, I don't know, not PC? Like, what? The the story what? that we've been, it's not necessarily the Alopecia, but the thing that, I, that keeps popping up is uh, black women's hair is, uh, you know, above reproach of making fun of. But I was like, yeah, but I was like, Chris Rock's also the, black. Like, I don't understand it. Chris Rock is also black, and the joke was about he said GI Jane. GI Jane is a a white lady. Yeah, I mean, at least historically, that's how she's been portrayed. As a, a, yeah. it, it, it had nothing to do with black women. Yeah, that's why. Joke. That's why when he's yelling at him, he goes, "It was a GI Jane joke." Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, 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 it reminded me of that with Dave Chappelle. Uh, Wayne Brady sketch when he was like, it was Mooney. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, has anybody checked in yeah. on Demi Moore? See how she's doing. She's, she's not, not good. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, she's like, just keep me out of this. Uh, yeah, man, it was fucking great. It was a weird way to end an eight hour road trip for sure. Like it was the weirdest, oh. um, energy change. I think I've ever got like, yeah, we're like, ah, oh, we're, we're home. We're in the end game. This eight hour car trip, and then we get out, and it was like the world did, changed. Did we bit. get into a parallel universe? Yeah. On the way home? <laughs> it felt like the, we go through the wrong time loop. This is the wrong <laughs> timeline for sure. So you said, you said this affected you more than uh, when they stormed the Capitol? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I don't know. I don't know if that's, I don't know if I could say that. Like, that's a stretch. Like, so- maybe if like Will Smith was in QAnon. And like, <laughs> maybe if he like rubbed his like rubbed feces on Chris Rock, like maybe. Oh my gosh! Maybe then. Uh, there. I think it was because in 2020, every from like March of 2020 on, or even kind of before then, but especially like March of 2020 on, it was like every week there was something crazy happening. Like every single, like it was like, Oh, here's the new thing. Here's the new thing. And like, I literally thought the world was ending. I mean, I, I really thought we were in the end times and it was just like every week it was something crazier and crazier. So like I was just desensitized kind of by the time 20, uh, January 6th came around 
And I was like, right. yeah, this makes sense. <laughs> like it's another crazy, you know, we've already had like, you know, more murder hornets and, you know, all kinds of crazy stuff, COVID and so much crazy stuff happened that I think we've forgotten more crazy things that remember we weren't supposed to touch our face remember when that was like 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 there was like things that would be in the news cycle and they would be the biggest thing in the world for a week and then something else crazy would happen right yeah i mean i guess i don't know i because the 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 capital thing was just it was more of a spectacle like some people you know they kind of like took it as like a tragedy like a national tragedy and like an embarrassment but I think for me, it was just like funny and it was just, it was entertaining. Cause I, I, most of it, I just lived uh, through Twitter, you know, cause I don't even have like cable. So I, it's not like I was tuned into CNN or anything. Yeah. I just kind of like, yeah, uh, took it in through like people making jokes about it on social media. Also, we had had like a, like we'd had a, a summer of riots in 2020, you know what I'm saying? So it was just like, right. Like that was shocking to me when I was like watching Twitter and it was like, Oh, this is happening downtown right now. Like live. So like in different other cities as well, like like all across. So like the capital thing was almost like kind of lame in comparison. Like if it had happened and nothing else crazy had happened, it would have been the craziest shit ever. But it was just like, I was so desensitized. I was like, yeah, this makes sense that a bunch of people are like, right at this kind of rally. Right. And that spilled in and they're marching around wiping also, doo-doo like, on stuff be- those people are supposed to behave like that like the, i mean you it shouldn't be any surprise like everyone's seen footage of a trump rally those people are insane but you don't expect will smith to act like that yeah so that, that yeah exactly difference in expectation i think that yeah also mm-hmm. if you're comparing the two as like seismic events if will smith had put on a buffalo carcass had no shirt and just wore a buffalo carcass i would have been like that's that's surprising yeah yeah then it would have been then it would have been pretty surprising uh what was it did you have did you have any highlights from us being down there uh any highlights no, all, mostly just low lights. They were all low lights. Was that the first yeah. time? Is that the first time you've had friends stay with you since you've been down in in Atlanta? Uh, stay with me, yes. Uh, I had a I had a couple of friends. I've had a couple of friends visit that um, are aren't so broke that they can't afford a hotel. <laughs> uh, <laughs> mm. No, I'm kidding. I no, but I I've had no. You guys were. You guys were great. Uh, my couch is open to you anytime. Um, and it better be. Yeah, I put a lot of semen in there. What? What in my couch? Yeah, couch is probably pregnant. I was wondering where that jar went. <laughs> oh man! Every time I leave, I, I hide a jar of semen in the in a in a place that we stayed, and it's like a little Easter egg hunt. Oh great! Now I have to find it. Yeah, it'll probably be warm or hot. Okay. Well. I don't feel great about that. Well, <laughs> I would either I'd probably just throw it away or make a wish. That's, that's all you can do. <laughs> that's a, when you that. when you wish upon a job. I mean, all I know <laughs> is that that couch is about to go back to habitat for humanity. <laughs> wait, uh, wait, wait, wait! You you took a you took a couch from habitat for humanity. Yeah, they have like a store. I didn't take it. I paid for it. Okay. Hey. Yeah. We, we uh like we, a, we gotta go we gotta we got another interview but uh we're gonna drop some plug music 
and we're gonna we're gonna let you. Uh, God damn, you fuckers are so unprofessional. We're gonna. Unprofessional yeah, he he straight done. up did like interrupt a, you <laughs> at the very end. Like, outro is this? What what kind of a way to end an interview is this? You can find Zane Zaddy online <laughs> at Zane Zaddy. What kind of an operation is this, dude? This is the worst fucking podcast ever. Don't call me again, please. If you do, just make sure it's not recording. <laughs> what? Where can people find you? I don't fucking just. I don't know, man. Just put, put my social up on the, when you post it. I don't care. At at, at Zane Zaddy. Yeah. On all social media. Care. <laughs> All right, we love you. All right, love you too. Bye bye. Bye bye. Hey, what's up? Hey, Annette Mulaney, you're on the Drunk Dial podcast. How's it going? Going pretty well. Uh, you're on the line with me and uh, and Thaddeus J McKee. Hey. Hey, how's it going? Great. How are we doing today? Uh, pretty, pretty chill. I uh, just got back from Atlanta yesterday. Uh, so back in my normal life, kind of. And you're in California, right? Actually, I spoke too soon. I'm back in Michigan. I'm uh, My family's in Michigan, and so I'm going to visit my dad before heading out to California again next week. Oh, cool. We're in Michigan. Detroit? Oh, nice. We love Detroit. You know uh, uh, Joanna Madronda and all them? No, I don't think I met them. Connor, Connor Mead, Connor. Connor Mead, definitely. I did one of his shows a few weeks ago. Nice. Yeah, um, yeah. We we uh, spent a, a awesome weekend up there in Detroit uh, last summer. Uh, the yeah. Independent was still closed, but um, we kind of got uh, a tour of all the cool places and did a bunch of comedy shows up there. It's great. Oh, nice. Yeah, I've been. Uh, I spent like two weeks up here based in Detroit going around the Midwest and I found it super welcoming. Like I would roll through, you know, got a lot of guest spots. I was kind of coming last minute, but people were, gave me a lot of spots. I would roll through to, um, Mike's and they were like out of town, have 10 minutes. So that's awesome. It's been, yeah. It's been pretty nice. We, that was kind of our intent with, uh, we just basically came off a little mini tour, uh, that ended in, in Atlanta and so we didn't know going into any of these shows kind of what level of shows they were or much about them it was kind of like, we'll just jump on anything. Mm-hmm. So it was really nice to end up on that, that last show, the one up comedy show at the, at the distillery. Um, I didn't realize how big of a show, like we did some small, very smaller rooms before that. And then ending up uh, the tour on that show where there was like a hundred people and uh, I kind of realized, like, after the fact, after the show, we looked, and I was like, oh, that's, like, a legit, like, show. Like, like Ron White dropped in a few weeks ago, and, like, they get some pretty big names in there. Oh, wow. Yeah, I had no idea how big of a show it was, too, but I'd mentioned it to a few Atlanta comics I met, and they were all like, oh, that's a good one. Um, but, yeah, no idea when I booked it whether it was like, you know, five people in a barn or yeah, same. a good show. Yeah. Wait, so y'all aren't Atlanta comics? No, we're from uh, Indianapolis. And that's hilarious because oh. I thought the same thing. I was like, I thought she was from Atlanta. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're all out of towners. Okay. When are you guys still in Atlanta? Or are you going back to Indianapolis? Uh, we came back yesterday. We got, we got back uh, in town late last night. Mm, okay. Me too. Oh, wow. So how long, so how long have you guys, toured around what was this uh it ended in atlanta like mine well no mine's still 
mine's done. I'm family time now. I'm not doing comedy for another week. Yeah. So yeah, it was kind of, uh, we, we kind of zigzagged all over the place. Like we had a show. Uh, have you been to Planet of the Tapes in Louisville? No, no, I went, I didn't leave myself enough time. I did. I was in Detroit, went to Ohio, did a bunch of stuff in Michigan, went over to Chicago and then basically had to go straight down to Atlanta. Definitely check out Planet of the Tapes. It's, it's a really cool independent club. That's, uh, I guess still kind of on the come up, but, uh, it's all kind of eighties and nineties, like VHS themed, like the, the back room is a, is a full on video, like rental store. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just a really cool venue. Uh, we did that and then we did, uh, a show slash we did a show in Memphis and then ended up going from the show to like a, like a late night open mic and then to, uh, Georgia. So it was a really short tour, but, um, we had so much fun. It was a blast driving around and getting to network and meet people and all that fun stuff. And it's just part of it is just so nice to show up in new scenes. Yes. Where everyone hasn't heard your joke 5,000 times. Yeah. Well, I feel like as much as comedy feels like high school sometimes too, it's like, it's also nice to just go without your, you know, you like, you haven't seen anybody like that has an opinion about you, you know, one way mm-hmm. or another. And you get to just kind of show up and do comedy based on, yeah, like they, no one's seen you. They don't have an opinion. They didn't see all the different versions of this joke until it got good. They just, they just see, see it as it is. And like, Oh yeah. Okay. This person, like I got a phone call from like a producer in Indy the next day and was like, heard you did well at the show. And I was like, how the fuck do you know that? (laughs) Whoa. From the ASW show. Yeah. Yeah. I guess, I guess the, uh, there's little birds everywhere, but I was just like, <laughs> it's weird to be walking around Atlanta and get a, and get that message. I was like, Oh, cool. But how'd you know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I thought, I thought you were uh, very funny. It was part of the reason why we called. Um, uh, it's always, it's always good to be on tour too. And just to see, I mean, there was, you know, to see comics, you probably wouldn't normally see, you know, I mean, like neither of us are from Georgia, but we, ended up meeting up in Atlanta, but I thought you were, uh, very funny and, um, you, you work in tech, right? Is that, did I get that right? Yeah. And thank you for the compliment. Uh, I, uh, yeah, I was a software engineer for a while. I did quit, um, to pursue comedy full time. Oof, that was about three months before the pandemic started. Oh, wow. Uh, oh man which was amazing timing on my part. Cause then I got unemployment. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Hey. Um, but I did have to go back uh, a little bit. So I'm working part-time in tech now remotely. So mm. I have to work a few hours every day, which has been great for being on the road. Like yeah. as long as I can get Wi-Fi, you know, and it kind of, it's nice. Cause then I feel less pressure about money from comedy. Mm-hmm. Like I spent one year on unemployment. I spent one year trying to make it work with like, you know, doing a lot of private gigs, doing some corporate gigs. Um, this means I can, it's easier for me to travel, but yeah, I am doing software engineering daytimes. I actually just finished up cause I had, cause my colleagues are on the West coast. <laughs> wow. That's awesome. I know zero about software engineering. Like, I don't like, do you write code? Like what, what? I don't even, I don't even know what questions to ask. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, number one, it's uh, super boring. Um, they, like people blow it up like it's this oh you gotta be real technical you gotta be real it's 
kind of, for the most part, like solving logic puzzles. Mm -hmm. I, in my opinion, like there's people who are working at some of the big companies implementing crazy stuff. But for the most part, most people doing software engineers, developing coding, they're, they're like internet plumbers. Mm. Like it's a trade. It's just a trade that has like a lot of cachet and demand right now, but it's, it's a trade. You go like, you know, people come to you and they're like, Oh, our website isn't working. It's like fixing a toilet. There's like a series of steps you go through. My goodness. Um, you know, you like jiggle something and see if that has an impact. You're like, Oh, nope. Okay. I'll check this part. Right. <laughs> I l- I've never heard it compared to uh, plumbing. And I love that. It's like, oh, this, oh, you're an internet plumber. Yeah. I feel like that, like yeah. some people or would like get Or like an internet mechanic, right? Like, there I feel like people lump everyone building, doing software engineering together. And some people who are, you know, who are working at like Google, Facebook, who have to, you know, deal with literally billions of people's data every day. They're kind of like designing cars. And then most of us are fixing them. Ah, that makes sense. Uh uh, so you said you've been traveling around a lot is, is part of that because, uh, for the longest time, California had been, I think California had like more stricter kind of like lockdown policies and stuff like that. Yeah. I think we were pretty high up there in terms of lockdowns. Um, it didn't feel that bad. You know, one of the things is we're blessed with like no winter. Mm-hmm. So starting in, I want to say September, 2020, we started having outdoor shows very regularly. Um, and audiences were very stoked to have something to do. So yeah. very quickly, it was easy to get on, you know, it wasn't the, it wasn't pre pandemic levels at all, but it was, it was easy to get on uh, stage, you know, four nights a week mm. again. Nice. Um, and those were like shows in front of audiences. Yeah, uh, we, we tried to do that in Indi- in Indianapolis, and it lasted till about September, and then all of a sudden it was like people out there with winter <laughs> parkas on, like, this sucks. <laughs> I hate comedy now. Yeah, yeah, we definitely, like, you know, it gets cold in the quote-unquote winter at night, but, you know, heat lamps, blankets is enough, because it's not getting below, like, 45 at night. Um, very different situ- circumstance than Indianapolis. <laughs> Do you, um, how often, like, how, I guess, how often do you tour? Like, do you go out for, like, spurts and then come back? Do you stay, like, how do you kind of, like, divide up your time on the road versus at home? Yeah, this is the first time I've been gone this long. I've done little spurts, um, often trying to combine them with things. Mm-hmm. Uh, or, like, in that in that period right before the pandemic started, I'd quit my job, so I was basically going to comedy festivals that weren't too far away. So I like went to Austin for a comedy festival, went to Portland for a comedy festival, nice. um, you know, would drive within. So I was kind of sticking within places where you could get like a very cheap, you know, like $80 spirit flight to. Mm, nice. um, but this is the first time I've actually gone on for a significant amount of time. And part of it is just because my brother lived, like bought a house in Detroit. So I, and they have a room and, him and his girlfriend have been super chill and just let me stay here. Um, so I bought, actually bought a one-way ticket to Detroit and then set up. Um, I knew I'd be doing World Series in Ohio, and then I found out about World Series in Atlanta. And in the meantime, I just set up stuff that I could drive to all around Michigan and Ohio. How, do, now how does that World Series work? Is it kind of is it like a comedy contest or what? How does that actually work exactly? 
Yeah. So you apply, um, and then there's a series of satellites, which are like competitions at different clubs, which I think is the main, I don't know, I've only done it. This is my second year doing it. And last year I was only able to go to like two of the things cause I had a bunch of surgeries and I wasn't able to fly. Mm. Um, bad timing on my part, but so like this in Atlanta this week, that's the reason I was in Atlanta and I kind of, I use it as a way to one, go to a new place and kind of organize. Cause if I'm just sitting here, I'm going to be like, Oh, should I go to Portland? I don't know. But if there's a thing that's taking me to Portland, then I can start, you know, booking other shows and like organizing around that. Mm-hmm. Um, so in Atlanta, it was at the punchline. So Wednesday through Saturday this week, they had shows every night at the punchline in your group, you would go up, there'd be a certain number of people who made it on to the next level. Um, and it gives you a chance to perform in front of like the club owner or booker. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. So even if you don't win, like maybe they like you, maybe you can start to build up that connection. Um, so I, I find it's been valuable for that. When we were in, uh, when we were in Memphis the day before we came to Georgia, we had talked to a comedian out there and he, uh, he was like hammering us with, that's something he's like, yeah, you guys definitely need to do it. It's so good. It's, it's, it's so worth it. And made it sound like it was like the best networking tool. And I was like, I've only ever had one person tell me about their experience doing it. And I guess they kind of, that person kind of had a negative experience. And so mm-hmm. I just kind of dismissed it. And now everyone else I'm talking to is like, oh yeah, you should definitely do that. What are you doing? <laughs> Why are you not doing I, that? Yeah. I think like if you can easily travel, I mean, like, it's going to cost money to travel and to stay places, right? Like, I was lucky because I've been crashing on people's couches. Um, but if you can travel, and they kind of tell you last minute, like, I found about Atlanta two weeks before. Oh, wow. Yeah. I think I was a little late in finding out that I think I was technically an alternate. But um, it doesn't, I think it was, you know, maybe a, three weeks before would have been when you find out if you were in the first round. But mm. um, I know a bunch of people who love it because like, well, in the there was like a good three years in a row that comics in the Bay Area won. Um, although like one of them who won, I want to say 2020 or yeah, I think 2020, Paul Conyers. Yeah, I was just um, with him. Yeah, yeah. He, you know, he gave a bunch of great advice for people doing the World Series, which is that use it as the networking opportunity like it's the whole thing in comedy where you have to continually follow up with um, club owners. Like you meet that club owner, let's say you make a good impression and then you wait for them to call you. Nothing's going to happen. Mm. And I'm saying this is someone who hates to reach out and be like, "Mm, would you book me? Yeah. Um, I just, but that's, so that's what I hear people say when they've gotten a lot out of it is that they really work to follow up on those connections they've made. They've really worked to network with comics from other scenes. Um, so, you know, it's the old, like, it works if you work it. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's very valuable information to have. Um, yeah, I've heard some people, I've heard some people shit on it. And, um, you know, I think it depends what you expect out of it, too. Like, people get butthurt about every competition. Yeah. Because <laughs> comedy, like, it's the, it sucks to judge comedy. It sucks to have your comedy judged in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, like, this week at the Punchline in Atlanta... I one the entire group I was in of like 17 comics there was nary a terrible set in the bunch I was like fuck everyone's 
just doing good. The crowd is into it. Mm-hmm. These are all like well-written jokes. People are performing on their level. And I felt like I went out and did a great set for me and didn't move on. And I, you know, yeah, I, I can't get, but I can't get in my head about that. You can just go out and, you know, sometimes people fuck with you. Sometimes they don't. Judges have their own idiosyncrasies. So I think, you know, it's hard not to take competitions personally. And so that's why I, I try to book other shows around, try to save money. So, you know, so I don't feel like, oh, my God, I flew to Atlanta for one show and I didn't move on. Yeah. Hey, that's really smart. Oh, let me ask you this. Was there, uh, as far as the judging goes, is there kind of like a... Uh, do they give you any kind of feedback as part of that? Because that's one thing that I noticed in competitions that I, I've been part of. It was just kind of uh, a zero sum. You move on or you didn't. But it was like I feel like I would benefit from at least knowing what the judge's criteria was. Like, what did you like about it? What did you not like about it? Or is it just kind of like, nope, you didn't move on? No, so actually, um, you know, in each round, there's different. There's like the people who are part of the festival and they judge all of them, but then the comedy club owners, or they'll bring in some other people who judge as well. Um, the people who are with the festival though, if you reach out to them, they will give you very detailed feedback. Nice. Mm. Um, I actually just got feedback about my set. And I mean, I'm talking like went into detail about like this punch versus that punch, this tag, you know, sounding kind of sing song in one section, maybe working on my delivery there. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, yeah, like really detailed feedback. So that's actually something I really like. They also gave me feedback last year on my submission tape. Mm. Um, yeah. What are, so, what, are, what are some of the don't do's of a submission tape? Yeah, so, um, for you know, and this is like for World Series. I think it's uh, different clubs, different competitions probably have their own things. Um, one thing it's, they noticed, I, like in the tape I sent in last year, I had a good crowd work moment. Mm-hmm where some dude yelled out some shit. I kind of like shut him down in a funny way. You know, the crowd, you know, the crowd really liked what I said. You know, you pick, you pick a good tape. Yeah. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And in the feedback I got back on that was like, Hey, you know, that was a funny moment and you did a good job. But if I'm watching that, I don't know that you can replicate that moment. Um, mm. which to me, I'm kind of like, wait, no, it shows I'm funny on my feet, but they're, they're really big on material, material. for the world series. That is the that thing sense. I've gotten from that. So like, you know, if you go up and you have an amazing crowd work set, like mm-hmm. maybe use it for a different, use that tape for a different submission. Like this one seems to be very into like, you do your material. That's what we want to see. Cause we want to know what we're getting. Yeah. That, uh, you know, I guess that makes, that makes sense. Absolutely. What, uh, you also told me like, don't go out and say, um, like begin immediately into your material. Don't do, um, you know, like how y'all doing tonight? Give it up for this. Or like, no, that's a host. Don't do that in your submission tape. Mm. You're burning valuable time. Uh, I think they said, don't, you know, don't lead into your material by being like, Hey, who here's single, blah, blah, blah. Oh, here's my jokes about being single. Like just go into it. At least that's the feedback I got. No, that. I mean that that all yeah. kind of like makes sense, like for, especially for a tape like that. I, I heard I heard feedback too, like on some places they don't like it when you s- start out what you look like. That that was a thing. Like I look like a a guy that hammers houses. I don't know. <laughs> like, yeah, I actually did get that feedback too. Like, or at least they it's not. They told me it's not that they don't like 
look like jokes, but don't literally say, I know I look like, or I, you know, like mix it up. Mm. Just, it's just well-worn territory kind of thing. Yeah. I think cliches, you know, cliche joke structures. Mm. Um, but yeah, they, they specifically told me about, I look like, cause I had a look like joke right up front. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's pretty common. Mm. I mean, I have a, my name joke, but I feel like it's the, I feel like it's very similar. There's, yeah. But it's a little bit different cause it's about the name. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, how do you feel the, the Bay area comedy scene is like, is it a strong scene where you go other places and like, cause like I, I feel like Indianapolis is a pretty strong comedy scene. And then a lot of times when we go other places, like I feel like I can, I can swim in those pools, you know, because our scene is so strong. Yeah. Like when I go to other places, I don't feel like, Oh my God, I'm out of depth. Um, I think the Bay area has a really strong comedy scene. Uh, you know, contests aren't the end all be all, but I have noticed that a lot of Bay area comics like have been winning national contests and stuff, which makes me feel better when I'm not, uh, headlining, <laughs> when I'm not <laughs> top of the, top of the rank. Um, so yeah, I think it's a, I think it's a pretty strong scene. I think you get a lot of good stage time to work on your stuff, which is important in front of audiences. Um, I was impressed with Atlanta though, in terms of how many, audience members were at freaking open mics. Yeah. Yeah. The, I was, the open mic that we ran into you at, that's I think the first time we saw you, right. You're talking about Syria. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, but there, there was like what, like 40, 30 people there. Yeah. That was wild. Not, that, not by the time we went on. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's true. I mean, you know, I haven't done mics regularly in San Francisco. I stopped, before when the pandemic started um and then i spent last year all on crutches and i was not gonna crutch to mics but uh you know back in the day even pre-pandemic you were lucky to have any audience at my at most mics mm-hmm. you know you'd be you'd do a bunch of mics in a week and maybe two of them would have a good audience and i don't know if that's an atlanta thing but there was the majority of the mics i did while out there had a good number of actual like people, not comics. <laughs> yeah. There was, there was at least, there was one couple that stayed to the bitter end and it was a bitter end. <laughs> I think we went up, at, <laughs> I think we went up at one thirty. I was like, what are we doing here? <laughs> like mm-hmm. I've, I've heard all of Thad's jokes and he's heard all of mine. Uh, but yeah, but like the beginning I was like, this is amazing. Like it was a full house. Mm-hmm. For sure. Um, well, uh, Annette, I think you're hilarious. Uh, both of us book shows in Indianapolis, and we we know people that book shows. So, uh, if you're coming through the Indianapolis area, please hit us up. We'll we'll try to connect you with a stage somewhere. And oh yeah, thanks. I'm definitely gonna try to come back to Michigan this summer and do another little Midwest, do more Ohio, Indiana. So I may be taking you up on that. Uh, where can people find you and follow you and keep up with you on the social media? At? Oh, yeah. Best one is Instagram. Uh, you can search Annette Mullaney. Mullaney is with two L's. The handle is ho underscore grammar because I'm a programmer. Ah, gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. But for money. Nice. Well, Annette, thank you for your time, and uh, we'll talk to you next time. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye.